0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to Redeemed Through His Blood. In this podcast, we discuss hope, healing, and redemption through the atonement of our Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm Scott Durfee, and I want to introduce my partner in this project, our teacher, David Durfee.
1: Thank you, Scott. Uh, Good morning, everyone. Hope that you're doing well and uh, excited to talk more about faith uh, and faith in Jesus Christ today.
0: So uh, our last podcast, we did just that, and this will be an extension, obviously, of that one. In fact, uh, as you've noticed, each of these podcasts sort of build one on the other. And so if you're just joining us, uh, welcome. We want to say welcome to you and encourage you if you feel so inclined. In fact, we would actually strongly encourage you to go back to uh, the very beginning of this podcast series because they really do kind of, one again builds on the other. So keep that in mind. Uh, this is, is going to be episode 15 coming out this week. We want to thank everybody for your emails. We've received a couple of really great emails recently. And uh, we will be addressing some of the questions that have been brought up in future podcasts. And I uh, want to just say thanks for that. As a reminder, you can send questions and comments and any other correspondence that you'd like to convey to us we welcome it in fact we uh, encourage it and and that can be done at our email address which is he redeems us at gmail.com he redeems us at gmail.com um so last week dave we talked about as you mentioned faith uh some of the things that uh, we brought up was um we, we remember uh, elder patrick kieran's talk and about how he talked about how each of us and some of us are survivors and we have our own survival story we talked about focus uh, Dave, you talked about how do we change our focus t- to Christ and to look unto Him, and every thought. We talked about health from uh, th- that doctrine and covenant scripture, section six, six. Section six. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, we should look unto Christ in every thought. We talked about faith, and that's the beginning of the doctrine of Christ. Uh, you you asked our listeners, and I hope that this has happened. You ask them, that, what is your level of faith? And that should be something that we should consider and contemplate. And uh, uh, where is our focus? And then you, you offered a challenge, Dave, and it was fairly early on in the podcast last week. Uh, you, you issued a challenge to each of us to think about, what can I do daily to change my focus? What can I do daily to change my faith? And uh, you know, as we move today into uh, uh, as we move today into an extension of that stuff, I uh, just want to turn the time to you, David, to kind of get us rocking and rolling with this. To kind of, I turn the time to you, David, to kind of get us moving in the right direction and to invite the spirit as we uh, begin a further discussion along these lines.
1: Well, it's certainly a spiritual discussion for sure. And the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, is certainly the key to increasing our faith. We keep saying, Scott, that the Holy Ghost is the messenger and the administrator of the atonement of Jesus Christ in our life. And uh, it's through the uh, power and gift of the Holy Ghost that we receive faith in our life. Faith ultimately is a gift, a gift of the Spirit. That's described in... Doctrine and Covenants section 46, Moroni 10 in Corinthians. Faith is one of the gifts of the Spirit, one of the first gifts of the Spirit uh, that's mentioned in all of those uh, scriptures. I, I think it's really important that we maybe begin just briefly. Uh, you said that all these podcasts kind of build on each other. And um, I've been thinking... Uh, the last few days about that and about how we can't forget in, in seeking to increase our faith and to build our faith, it's really important that we remember the things that we have talked about in the past, such as our pre-mortal existence and who we are really as sons and daughters of God. That's an important foundation in order to increase our faith. It's important that we understand the plan of redemption includes the fall of all mankind, and that we are grateful for the fall, and we're grateful for mortality, and we're grateful for the law of opposition and, and all that goes with that, and that we accept that. And that's important as a foundation to build on to increase our faith. It's critical that we understand our need, that we feel uh, that our dependence upon Jesus Christ and his atonement, that we understand the events of the atonement of Christ and the effects of the atonement of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Those are all fundamental, uh, foundational stones Rocks upon which we need to uh, build and increase our faith. Faith doesn't stand alone; it it it's built upon those uh, upon those foundations of doctrine, those points of doctrine, and uh, that's where we must kind of begin and end our discussion of faith. Today, we're going to faith in and of itself is a deep subject for sure, and we can make several several podcasts, there could be several episodes, but we, we could do a whole podcast entitled Faith, or Faith in Christ, or Faith in the Name of Christ. And, uh, and that, would, that could go for a long time, just talking about what faith is, the blessings of faith, and how we can obtain it, and why it's important. So last time we kind of talked about faith, God, kind of in the general... Right? We talked about uh, that there are levels of faith. You can never speak of faith as though it's, it, it's something you either have or you that you don't have. We all have faith. Everyone has faith. Even atheists have faith. I don't know what they believe in, but everyone has beliefs, and that's the lowest level of faith, whatever you believe. That's faith. Uh, there's true faith, and there's false faith. There's probably good faith and there's bad faith. Uh, But faith in a religious sense, according to the lectures on faith, faith is the first principle of religion. Now we know that faith in the Lord Jesus Christ is the first principle of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So uh, faith in the general can mean a lot of different things. Faith in God is kind of in the general. Faith in Jesus Christ is what leads us to salvation and exaltation. Uh, and that's where we'll we'll kind of focus today.
0: Well, you know, I've had a lot of conversations since we talked last, uh, some with people who listen to our podcast and others who are just struggling with faith. Yeah, of any kind. Uh, I had a conversation fairly recently. I actually went golfing uh, with a, a gentleman uh, fairly recently who has really been just struggling. And, and I talked to him, and, and he said it was okay that I share this. But you – wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I you, went golfing.
1: You went golfing, and you didn't invite me. I,
0: I would like to know how many times you've been recently <laughs> without that invitation. Well, ex- you're busier than I am. I'm, I I'm, see, I I'm see. I'm retired, and I, I have see. Time to- <laughs> So, yeah, I was golfing, and uh, – and we were talking about this, this faith, and and he has had a similar path that I have had and acknowledged a, a knowledge of and a testimony of the gospel throughout his life, but mentioned, and I have been there too, and I think probably all of us have, that just mentioned that there's just some times when that faith is just not as evident in his life as he would like it to be. Um, or or as others maybe, as it were, would like it to be, spouses, children, ecclesiastical leaders, whatever the case may be, friends. And so this struggle of faith and can become something that can sometimes trip us up. And I believe, Dave, that there are times when we really have more faith than we give ourselves credit for. I believe there are times when there is a deeper faith abiding within us than the enemy or the adversary would like for us to acknowledge, and so throws up—we talked last week about how the adversary will sometimes throw walls up at us to prevent our progression and moving towards having a more perfect relationship and a deeper— experience with the Spirit of the Holy Ghost in our lives these sometimes can get thrown up. And I think that this can be a a situation where that can surely happen, where we doubt our faith, where, you know, something will come up and the whisperings of the adversary might be, yeah, but that's not really. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, so I think that as we start to and develop more around this and we open our hearts and and listen through the Spirit uh, to the things that we're going to be talking about and learning today that uh, we should all be edified as we begin to develop more faith. And I think we'll probably talk about You talked about it last week that there is a spiraling up uh, with faith. I think we'll probably get into some of that again today, but that's been great. And there on can my be mind a, today.
1: And there can be a spiraling down too, Scott, yeah. uh, depending on, again, the things that we are focused on. I think President Nelson has acknowledged that and has invited us, encouraged us, uh, not to discount the faith that we have and that whatever faith we have, we can build on it. I've always been touched by the the prayer of uh, the ancient apostles when they said, increase our faith. Uh, You know, I I just, uh, I think about that prayer often and I utter that. Uh, that expression in in my prayers as well. Increase my faith. Um, I I hope that all of our listeners and that you and me and our family members uh, all are willing to really examine what they believe in, and I think that if they did, they would see that they had maybe more faith than they thought they had. And then if they were really in a circumstance where they needed to call upon faith, that maybe there's even a greater reserve or reservoir of faith than they that they think they have. Yeah,
0: I like that. I like how you refer to it as a reserve of faith than we think we might have. I believe that's true.
1: Yeah, and, and that daily, I think by the things that we do, the things that we focus on— um, we, we build that, that reserve or reservoir. I, I think of it as a reservoir, building up this reservoir of faith. And, and here we are in a, such a great drought out here in the West, and, uh, and our reservoirs aren't as full as they should be because uh, not rain. And I think of rain as being the Word of God, the living water. Uh, that's, we need to get more of that in our, in our life. But uh, in regards to how today we, we should talk about how we can increase our faith. What is required of us? What can we do to uh, grow our faith, uh, knowing that it's a gift of the Spirit? Uh, but what can we do? What choices can we make? I've always uh, been touched um, by a, a treatise on faith, that was written by the early brethren of the Restoration, many people point to Sidney Rigdon as being a major author, I'm sure uh, Orson Pratt, I'm sure Joseph Smith, Parley P. Pratt, and many of the other brethren, uh, Edward Partridge and others, helped to write what is called the Lectures on Faith uh, in the 1833 School of the Prophets in Kirtland, Ohio. And uh, I remember finding that on my mission and reading it for the first time 40-something years ago, and how that changed my life, and it continues to, to bless my life. Um, the, the lectures on faith consists of uh, seven lectures, Scott. Uh, the first lecture ta- kind of describes what faith is, how it's the first principle of religion, that it's a principle of action, and that it's a principle of power. And uh, after describing what faith is, lectures 2 through 5 discuss the character, attributes, and perfections of God. And lecture 6 talks about uh, how we can know that the life that we are pursuing is pleasing to God. And lecture 7 describes uh, the joys, the benefits, the results, and blessings of faith. But in these lectures on faith, it describes the three things that are required for us to be able to obtain the faith of the ancients, to be able to, in a, with an eye of faith, see God and see us in the presence of God and be able to actually uh, penetrate the veil or open the veil. And how, how can we obtain the faith of the ancients? including those who were able to see God? Well, uh, it says that there are three things required. One, that we need to believe that there is a God. It starts with belief, just a mere belief. You talked about the, uh, the friend that you went golfing with and how our faith kind of varies, and sometimes it's just a little stronger than others. And oftentimes I think that that's, that's related to our desires, which is related to our gratitude. There is, again, kind of these building blocks. Gratitude is the beginning of desire. And if our desires are weak, that means we're lacking in gratitude. So what's the level of my gratitude? That will increase my desire. And my desires increase my faith. Those are connected, desires and faith. Alma connects them in Alma chapter 32 if you only have a desire to believe, he says. Well, that's the first requirement of faith, is if you only have a desire to believe in God, believe in God.
0: Yeah, but you mentioned that that desire comes from gratitude. And that gratitude must come from something else, which leads into the second point that you're about to make here.
1: Yes, thank you, Scott. It, It has to do with knowledge. Knowledge and understanding of God's uh, of God's attributes, perfections, and character. I think the order in elections of faith are we must know his character, perfections, and attributes. That includes knowing what he was willing to do for us, knowing how much he loves us. Um, That does increase my gratitude, which increases my desire, which increases my faith. Uh, Part of this uh, uh, spiraling upward helix So uh, we need to know his character attributes and perfection, and lectures two through five of the lectures on faith talk about the characters and attributes of God. What would you suppose are some of the characters' attributes of God, Scott?
0: Well, the characters, perfections, and attributes of God are the very things that, you know, as we go back to episode two, three, four, and we talk about how important it is to know him, uh, you know, we get to know those as we study Him, as we spend time, as we study the scriptures, as we spend time with Him, wherever that may be—that temple, the sacrament table, etc. And and what we learn it, there is number one, to me, the biggest character attribute and perfection of God is His love for His children. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's just obviously evident in all, once we tune our our spiritual eyes to see. Uh, that becomes pretty evident in in a lot of things in our lives. Now there will be people that'll say yeah, but if you knew what was going in on, going on in my life, you may not be able to say that. And to 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 that I would answer, well, yeah, I, I can still say that because I've also had those times in my life when I didn't have this going on, but the the biggest character and uh, perfection and attribute of God is love, forgiveness, understanding, complete empathy. Uh, and so on. All those great and wonderful things that we sometimes strive and uh, fail to achieve in our own lives, Dave, I think those are some of the things that we could be referring to here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the lectures on faith describe some of those, and uh, it likes to focus on the mercy of God, the justice of God, the the love of God. It uh, talks about uh, how God is a God of truth. Uh, that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, uh, that he is merciful and gracious, that he is slow to anger. Uh, all of those are described in, in lectures, uh, the lectures on faith, uh, two, through, 2 through 5, really. Uh, I especially love Lecture 3 on that. But God has spoken, Scott. If we want to know God, and we want to know his character, perfections, and attribute, uh, or we want to know the character, perfections, and attributes of Jesus Christ, which are the same as God's, if you've seen me, Jesus said, you've seen the Father, we have to not only know what they say, what they've taught, which is to come to a deeper understanding, appreciation, and gratitude for the Scriptures, but we need to come to know what they've done what they did for us and that includes the creation scott that's another pillar of the plan of redemption that we haven't talked probably enough about this to to appreciate and feel gratitude for god's creations i think my faith is really increased when i go into the mountains and when i when i ponder the the creations of god and and uh, to, to be able to do the things that we're able to do in this world and the, the beauties of it. That increases my, my gratitude and my desires to know him. So knowing what they've done, knowing what they've said, knowing about uh, Jesus' uh, um, our Savior's sacrifice, our Redeemer's willingness to suffer for us, uh, to go to gar- the Garden of Gethsemane again, to stand at the foot of the cross, uh, to, to understand uh, what they've done, that increases our knowledge of understanding the uh, character, perfections, and attributes. And that, that's, requ- that's a requirement, really, to in- increase our faith. That's the second requirement. The third Is is really the key to develop? I think the faith of power. And again, there are levels of faith, and to be able to obtain that faith of power, or come close, it's not going to be possible. I don't think here in mortality, to obtain the faith of God. By the way, God has faith. Right. Uh, I used to ask my students, "How many of you?" God knows all things. You know, I'd kind of set them up. And I'd say, uh, God knows all things, right? He knows all things from beginning to end. He has perfect knowledge. Therefore, does he have faith? And uh, over half my students would say, no, he doesn't need faith. Well, that's a lack of understanding, his character, perfections, and attributes. God absolutely has faith, and knowledge is actually one of the requirements of faith. Not only to know his character, perfections, and attributes is required to have faith, but we must know and have the knowledge that the life which we are pursuing is pleasing to God, that we know that we are living according to the will of God, that we know that our will has been swallowed up in his will, when we uh, when we obtain that knowledge then we can have the faith of power that I think we read last week uh, described by Jacob in uh, Jacob chapter 4 verse 6 where he said we would command that even the, the the mountains the trees and the seas would obey us well you don't just command a mountain to move to to Show off, or to 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 impress somebody, or to to satisfy a sign seeker, yeah, or or your pride. Uh, You would only move a mountain or a tree or command the seas uh, because it was uh, the will of God. It's uh, in third in Helaman. I think it's Helaman chapter ten, Scott, where this this uh, level of faith, this faith of power. Is described in uh, these verses. So let's go to Helaman 10, uh, verses 4 and 5, and begin to read for just a minute. Do you have that? I can get it. Uh, so I got it. This is this is describing Nephi the third, the son of Helaman, and his faith. And uh, let's read uh, Helaman chapter 10, verses 4 through. 6, Scott, and again, everyone, uh, this is a, a great description, I think, one of the best in the scriptures on what I would consider to be the, the level that I call the faith
0: of power. So this is uh in chapter 10, verses, verses 4 through 6. Correct. Blessed art thou, Nephi, for the those things which thou hast done, for I have beheld how thus thou hast with unwearing <laughs> this is a hard word unweariness declared the word which i have given unto thee unto this people and thou hast not feared them and hast not sought thine own life but hast sought my will and to keep my commandments do you,
1: do you see what keys do you see in that verse scott in regards to uh, keys to obtain the faith of power which, we're, which he's going to describe here in a moment. Yeah,
0: so he says, Thou hast not feared them, and hast not sought thine own life, but hast sought my will, and to keep my commandments. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, and then in 5 it goes on, And now, because thou hast done this with such unwearingness unwearyingness, <laughs> behold, I will bless thee forever, and I will make thee mighty in word, and indeed in faith, and in works
1: notice it's a gift of the spirit i will make thee mighty in faith okay
0: yea, even that all things shall be done unto thee according to thy word for thou shalt not ask that which is contrary to my will
1: so in essence he's saying anything you ask for nephi I uh, I'll give it to thee. I I will I will every, anything that thou ask for, anything that thou commands, it will happen. I will cause it to happen, and all of this because why? Because you wouldn't ask for anything right that was contrary to my will. Your will, Nephi, has been swallowed up in, in my, my will. And then look at this description of the faith of power in verse six.
0: Behold, thou art Nephi, and I am God. Behold, I declare it unto thee in the presence of mine angels that ye shall have power over this people and shall smite the earth with famine and with pestilence and with destruction according to the wickedness of this people. And
1: look at verse 7.
0: Behold, I give unto you power that what...
1: whatever you seal on earth shall be sealed in heaven, and thus shall ye have power. So, this faith of power can only be received as a gift from God through the atonement of Jesus Christ, allowing us strength to have our will swallowed up in, in the will of God. I, I, I just ask all of us, you know, if we were to really ponder the question, is, my, is the course of, the, of my life... That I am pursuing, is it pleasing to God? That's a, that's a question we should really contemplate, and we should really ask ourselves, as the brethren have asked us, what do we need to start doing, and what do we need to stop doing in order for our will to be swallowed up in the will of God, in order to know that the course of the life that we are pursuing is pleasing to god when we when we do that we can begin to uh, obtain the faith of power and the faith of power uh, results in in miracles scott um you've had you've you've seen miracles in your life yeah
0: absolutely and i was just going to say you know one of the things you know in in my experience and I've mentioned this, uh, you know, throughout this podcast. This is uh, not something I wear as a badge of honor, but it is part of my journey, part of my life, and part of my learning experience. Um, is that I have 23 years of continuous sobriety from drugs and alcohol uh, because of uh, I participate in a recovery program, and I still do, and and. It, as part of that recovery program, I get an opportunity to be around and associate with, not just for my own sake, but for the help and sake of others, which is step 12. It's not a selfishness thing. It is actually one of the steps that we do help others uh, and share this experience and, and, and give hope to those that are downtrodden. That was, that was extended to me uh, really early on. In fact, it was a really important person. It was my state president who sent me, I think I may have mentioned this, who sent me to uh, meetings to get help to recover, uh, recovery meetings. Um, And and I still participate, as I mentioned. One of the things, though, that I often, and I have felt this myself, and I don't think alcoholics and addicts and those who are suffering from other addictions and mental issues and things of this nature, uh, I don't think that we have a corner on the market with this stuff. I think people who don't necessarily struggle with these things, also can sometimes wonder this same thing. I I think that we look at sometimes this faith, and we think, I know I have, when we think this, I, I think that sometimes we look at it and think, yeah, this is great, and I believe that there's a God, and I believe that he has love for his people, and I believe that he can heal uh, and I, I think I mentioned this last time, but as part of some of the things that we say there is that we believe that God could and would if he were sought. And I have always believed that God could and would if he were sought. I, we received an email just the other day from a, a guy who said the same thing. All my life I've had a testimony. All my life I've had a belief to a degree. Uh, sometimes stronger, sometimes not as strong. But oftentimes as humans, in our humanness, and it again, we don't have to be in the vilest of sinners to have these feelings, but we sometimes believe that these these things are important and achievable, but I don't know if I can achieve those things. you know, maybe achievable by others. You know, I always thought, and i and I mentioned this. I always knew God and could and would if he were sought. He could for you. if you sought him, he could for you. If you believed him, but he wouldn't do that for me because I'd made too many mistakes. I had gone too far. I had a certain amount of light that I had gone contrary to my integrity for. And so because of that, I felt like that there was a punishment attached or a withholding attached that would sometimes keep that from being in my life. So dude. let me
1: ask you a question, yeah. Scott, about that. So where what was lacking in your understanding or knowledge to be, to keep you from the level of faith necessary to be able to be transformed or to make those changes in your life. Yeah,
0: there's two things but really only one that was lacking. And and, and this is something that I have thought about uh, throughout my life or throughout this pro- part or, or this process in my life. Uh, the, the main thing that was lacking was a clear and concise understanding of who he is. I didn't uh, really know him the way that I needed to know him. Who did you think he was? I thought that he was somebody for you that would be loving and accepting, but for somebody for me, because I had made so many mistakes that I needed to pay. And we're going to get into that when we talk about repentance, what repentance is and what it's not. But but I might just preface that discussion by saying that I believed that repentance was punishment. I believed that I needed to continually be repunished, wish, continually be punished, and repunished for the things that I had done. I felt like there were never enough stripes. There was never, I felt like that Christ's blood was more, uh, that he had bled more for me than he had for others, and that for some reason I needed to be sorry for that. I needed to pay for that, and I needed to be punished for that. That's not how I see it today. So,
1: how's your knowledge and understanding changed? number one and number two what changed it
0: yeah so let me ask answer number two first so what changed it was a deep desire to have it changed and, and it, these follow the steps that you, you that have been laid out it, both in the lectures on faith and what we've been talking about here but that was the first one was to have a desire the second one was to have a deeper gratitude and you know this is one thing when i have when i have guys that i sponsor call me and i don't have an answer Because there are questions in life that we just don't know the answers for each other on. But there is always one answer, and that is, have I considered what I'm grateful for today? Mm. And as I dive into that gratitude, Mm. I have to, in order for me to have that gratitude, David, what I have to do is I have to, gratitude for what? Well, if I'm going to have gratitude for... My step two, which is came to believe that a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity. And then step three, where I make a decision to turn my will and my life over to the care of God as I have come to understand him, that requires me to come to know him. And we talked about this, and I, I don't remember for sure what episode it was, but I know Grandpa Durfee real well because I spent time with him. I spent time camping with him, fishing with him, working at the dry cleaners, uh, begrudgingly sure, but working there, he fired me a few times. Um, But I got to know this guy, uh, especially when I was going through really difficult times in my life, and I could go knock on his door in the middle of the night or call, and he would be willing to get up and sit and talk with me and counsel and love, and I knew him because I spent time with him. In order for me to know... What I need to know about my faith in my Heavenly Father and in the Lord Jesus Christ's power through His atonement, I need to come to know Him and spend and invest the time to do it through study, through prayer, and every other thing. Yeah, okay.
1: Uh, You know, it strikes me that another kind of prerequisite that Alma discusses in Alma chapter 32 with the apostate Zoramites and if you remember, he's on this hill of Oneida, and these outcasts, apostate Zoramites, come to him because they've been cast out of their... They've lost and been cast out by the more self-righteous Zoramites. And so they come to him, and he tells them, you know, it's really good that you've been compelled to be humble. Uh, I think humility, Scott is uh, one of the prerequisites also to faith that maybe we should just pause on for just a moment here. And um, he, he describes in Alma chapter 32, uh, it's good that you are compelled to be humble, but it would have been better if you would have been humble without being compelled to be humble because of the word. I really think that in your process and maybe you can describe it uh, to us is um, what happened in your life were you compelled to be humble? had you were you had you hit rock the proverbial rock bottom and you were compelled to be humble or did you become humble through the word? And then maybe you can talk about this a little bit with your experience, Um, being compelled to be humble is is a good thing for those who maybe have to hit rock bottom, but it doesn't last. Unless one who may be compelled to be humble eventually builds their humility upon the Word and that they understand how Christ hit rock bottom until they understand the rock bottom that Christ went through in Gethsemane, and on the cross, until they, until their humility, until the source of their humility, is Jesus Christ and His rock bottom, it doesn't transform them. Can you can you talk about that? Yeah,
0: yeah, that's that's actually, one hundred percent accurate. So let's talk about this uh, compelled uh, first, okay? So in, in my situation, and I, and I can generally speak for all alcoholics, addicts, anybody else, uh, and when I, when I use the word addict, I can be talking about behavioral addictions as well as chemical addictions. But, but this com- compelling to be humbled, I think all of us are. To a degree, because if if it wasn't for a rock bottom, that rock bottom is the compelling component of it. Now, there's different ways to be compelled, right? Yeah, there, right. there's you know, right, right. Many ways. There's many ways to be compelled. One way to be compelled, and and I and I like to think that this is the way I was compelled, is that it was just I I just couldn't function anymore. Uh, I was doing okay physically. Uh, On the outward, it looked okay. Well, I think it did. (laughs) It probably didn't. You're faking it. Yeah, I was really faking it, living a good double life. Uh, you know, I had a lot of success in my work. I was doing okay on the outside, inside. I was an absolute train wreck. I was hollow. I was empty. I had pushed everything away. I, I mean, I had gone on a mission. I had served the Lord. I don't ever remember a time in my life when I didn't have a testimony of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I just don't ever remember a time when I didn't believe it.
1: Well, keep your thought. Um. You were born with that. I know. You know, I I think our listeners need to understand something about faith, and that is that we developed exceedingly great faith, according to Alma, in Alma chapter 13, in the premortal existence, in the first place. We, We were born with faith. Faith is something that is part of our being. Unless we push it, disguise it, bury it, Satan deceives us. All all of us have faith. Every human being on this earth, Scott, I believe, not only have the light of Christ, but to some degree or another, they have faith. They were born with faith. Their spirit was filled with faith when we came to this earth. So when you say I always had faith, I think that's I think it's yeah. true for every human being on this earth.
0: Yeah. I do too. And I I have my patriarchal blessing that I refer to very frequently now, and it talks about that very thing. It talks about how I have brought with me, because of my valor there, many gifts, and I believe that was one of those. I've never worked hard to obtain a testimony of the truthfulness of the restoration of the gospel, and especially of Jesus Christ himself. I've never had to work hard for that. And when I say work hard for that, I mean, I've had to work hard for it. Sure. And when you hear the rest of what I'm going to say, you're going to say, oh, yeah, Scott, you definitely worked hard for that. But in the conventional sense, I didn't have to go through what i hear a lot of folks go through right i knew the book of mormon was true before i even read it i just knew it was i knew that god loved me before i can even remember knowing about love but i but i came to question it later because of the stuff that i had done and so you know we talk about rock bottom and rock bottom is not a place it's a choice Uh, You know, we come to many opportunities for rock bottom in our life. I speak and have the opportunity to speak very frequently in recovery situations, some with the church uh, through the uh, addiction recovery program for the church. Uh, Deb and I, my wife and I served for 10 years as facilitators, both in that. Most of that time separate, but for the last five years for each of us, we got to serve together at a seminary uh, building here in Orem, Utah and take these uh, the, the message of hope, healing, and comfort uh, through the atonement of Jesus Christ there as part of the recovery program. But what I have come to believe, uh, through my experience, through 20-something years of experience of helping a, 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 and experiencing it and in my own life, is that when we are at a rock bottom, we get to make that choice by simply putting down the shovel and quit digging that hole deeper and then turning our will and life over to the care of God as we understand him, like we're talking about here. So, you know, uh, all three of these, all, you know, compelled, sure, or through the word, that also comes. And I think that they can, ha- we can have both. I think that we can be compelled, and also through the word of Christ, and also through the word, have this faith brought into our lives that will bring us closer to God and help that ascension of our spiritual being as we go through life Dave
1: Well I'm uh, as I'm listening to you again I'm picturing Alma's description in Alma 32 of being compelled to be humble and you described it as as uh, taking the shovel out of our hand or digging a hole And and I'm sitting here thinking wow Alma compared uh, the word receiving the word to planting a seed right you know i i think that um so many of us uh unfortunately in this life maybe most of us or all of us to some degree or another uh, are digging holes for ourselves when we should be planting seeds or the word in our hearts
0: yeah i agree and, and it's just that simple shift it's just that simple shift. You know, I, if I'm compelled, and and again, I believe that in my situation, I don't believe everybody's compelled, but I believe that in my situation, in that part of our culture, in that part of our lives, I believe there's rarely any – I've never seen an exception, and there may be those that uh, came without somehow being compelled. Because I believe that even I, – I told somebody just the other day, literally this week, uh, talking to somebody, he's saying – and this is not the one that I talked to you earlier about, Dave, but somebody else, we were having this discussion, and he was just saying, I just don't think I can quit drinking. I'm going to go back, and I'm going to start drinking. And uh, will will it still be here if I need it later? And, and we always say, you know, if, if you go back out, the bottle will drive you back. And that's the compelling mm-hmm. part of it, right? Because yeah. it never gets better. It always gets worse. So it's a disease of progression, and it gets bad, bad gets worse gets worse and it continues down the road and so but it's I be- definitely
1: not the bottle
0: it's definitely not the bottle <laughs> it's, it's the shovel it's the shovel it, it's it, your your own digging and that's the point the bottle is the shovel in this situation yeah. and the drug is the shovel and the cutting habit is the shovel and the bulimia and the anorexia mm-hmm. and the uh, pornography addiction mm-hmm. and all those other things that we use
1: anger even anger anger even even addiction. manipulation
0: even controlling yes. I mean there's so many yeah. things whatever it is in our lives that take us away from being completely aligned with our heavenly Father
1: that is the shovel even harboring harboring bitterness and resentment resentment not forgiving or not repenting. Or all all of those things. Yeah,
0: you know, and then on the other, on the flip side of the coin, that shovel can be pride. That shovel can be success. Yeah. That sho- because those can be rock bottoms too. Those, yeah. those are what we call high level touch rock bottoms. But those things can too divert us and distract us from the spirit.
1: You well, know, we we need to we need to just uh, take the shovel and start planting seeds.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Instead of, digging, instead of digging holes. Instead of digging holes. Yeah, empty, it, it, empty holes. Instead that of we digging find ourselves.
0: Right. Instead, instead of digging holes to hide in, we plant seeds to grow from. Yeah, there you go. Well,
1: I, I love that, and and everyone should maybe read or reread again, over and over again, uh, Alma chapter thirty-two, which is an amazing treatise on uh, faith, uh, what it is, and then. And then really Alma thirty three, which is the Zoramites say, Well, how can I plant how can I plant the word in my heart? Yeah. They ask that question. Yeah. And I love Alma chapter thirty three, where he where he talks about, well, you need to first understand that God offers mercy, and he quotes, I think, is it Zenus, that God is God is angry with us because we do not understand his mercy. Which, Scott, in Lectures on Faith is one of the six attributes right. they describe in that we must uh, understand to have faith. Uh, we must begin that God has mercy, that God has love, that he loves us, and that he's merciful. And then ultimately in chapter 33, uh, I think it's about verse 22, where he says, uh, and this is the word that you must plant in your heart, which is Jesus Christ and him crucified. Right. I, I just really love that, and that's where we eventually we all need to get in order to have the, the faith of power, not just to perform, not just to conform, but to be transformed. We need the power of faith in Christ.
0: I uh, want to, Dave, let me read yeah. that. I, I want to read that oh, verse. Please. Yeah, because it's it, 33. 33, and it's verse 23. 23. Yeah. It's read it, 22 and 23. Okay. All right.
1: I love both those verses.
0: So this, let me start with... And the, he
1: compares it, right, to the... Yeah. Uh, he compares it to the, the serpent. Uh, the, all you got to do is look up. Look up and believe... And you'll be saved. So
0: the serpent, meaning the serpent on the, uh, the, the staff. Brass, yeah, the brass serpent, yeah, the brass serpent Moses, for the uh, children Moses. of Israel. That's right. right. Mm-hmm. While they wandered for okay. 40 years when it should have been an 11-day journey. Yep. So uh, if so, this is verse 22, if so, who shall come unto you? But if not so, then cast about your eyes and begin to believe in the Son of God, that he will come to redeem his people and that he shall suffer and die to atone for their sins, and that he shall rise again from the dead, which shall bring to pass the resurrection, that all men shall stand before him to be judged at the last and judgment day, according to their works. And now behold, brethren, my brethren, I desire that you shall plant this word. This word. This this word. word. What's that word? Yeah, what is this word? So this word is... Jesus Christ, his
1: redemption, his... His, his uh, sacrifice, His infinite, intimate atonement for each of us. This word.
0: Right, going back again to John yeah, 1.
1: Plant right? this word in your
0: hearts. Let me do that again. And now, my brethren, I desire that you shall plant this word in your hearts. And as it beginneth to swell, even so nourish it by your faith. That's so important. Mm-hmm. That component, that's, that part of it. The is, p-
1: that's the helix. That's right. Yeah. It continues to grow and grow. By our faith, it grows. Our faith grows. By our faith, yeah. it grows.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, and faith is an action word here, too. But faith is not. So it's saying, nourish it by your faith. In other mm-hmm. words, by yeah. f- because of my faith, I will nourish it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay?
1: Faith requires exertion. That's right. It requires work.
0: And, and, and so let's, let's talk about what some of that work could be right here. You know, so if I'm going to nourish my faith, I don't want to leave anybody hanging on, okay, so how do I nourish my faith? Well, how would you nourish your faith? For me, what that looks like is, go ahead. Let's pause for a minute. Yeah.
1: So so this morning, in preparation for this, I've been thinking so much about President Nelson's talk, uh, given on Easter Sunday of 2021 right. yep. on the Faith to Move Mountains. And he gives us a five-step approach to being able to have the faith of power. In fact, he, he says faith in Jesus Christ is the foundation of all belief and the conduit of divine power in our life. And then he, uh, it is our faith that unlocks the power of God in our lives. And then, uh, the Lord understands our mortal weakness. We all falter at times, but he also knows of our great potential. The Lord does not require perfect faith for us to have access to his perfect power. Anyway, uh, five things that uh, he says, uh, uh, I'm quoting now. May I offer five suggestions to help you develop that faith and trust. First, study. Become an engaged learner. Immerse yourself in the Scriptures to better understand Christ's mission and ministry. And then he he says some other things about that. Second, choose to believe in Jesus Christ. If you have doubts about God, the Father, and His beloved Son, or the validity of the restoration or veracity of Joseph Smith's divine calling as a prophet, choose, choose to believe. And stay faithful, and take your questions to the Lord. Uh, anyway, he talks about that.
0: So uh, choose to believe. Okay, let me let me just restart in twenty three, just so we can keep the train of thought here. And now, my brethren, I desire that I desire that you shall plant this word, this word, in your hearts, and as it beginneth to swell, even so nourish it by your faith.
1: Well, third.
0: Sorry, Scott. Oh, you're good.
1: <laughs> Third President Nelson says, "Act in faith." Yeah. So that's Yep. Choose that's, to the nourishment. Yep,
0: there you go. "And behold, it will become a tree, springing up in you, springing up in you." Yeah. Right? Yeah. "Unto everlasting life." Mm. And so how would that, I'm not done with the verse, I'm going to come back, but I just want to comment on that. How awesome would that be to have that, mm. that tree springing yeah. up in me unto everlasting life? And not just, so what that does is that gives me everlasting life, but I also yeah. read that to say that I will have that throughout my life everlastingly.
1: Well, amen. And by the way, this is definitely a fruit tree. It's not a pine tree, right? It's it's not a uh, <laughs> cottonwood, yeah, and it's, it's, and it's not a barren this, fig it, tree. This is a fruit tree, right? And the fruit is delicious, and uh, it replaces our need for all of the other things that our life yeah. are negatively filled with. Yeah. Uh, so I love that.
0: And then may God grant unto you that your burdens may be light let me rephrase let me reemphasize that and then only then and then may god grant unto you that your burdens may be light through the joy of his son and even all this can ye do if you will
1: yeah it's a choice amen elder anderson said faith is a choice president nelson has said that as well and fourth Then this list of five things President Nelson tells us we should do to increase our faith in Jesus Christ and be able to access the power of Jesus Christ through his atonement. Fourth, partake of the sacred ordinances worthily. Ordinances unlock the power of God in your life. And fifth, ask your Heavenly Father in the name of Jesus Christ for help. That prayer of, please, yeah, please increase my faith. Right. Well, I think that's a pretty good list of five things that we can all uh, focus on and go back and review President Nelson's talk on the Faith to Move Mountains uh, April 2021 General Conference, uh, and to really ponder it and to... Uh, try to focus change again our focus and to be more intent faith that faith just doesn't come no it's not something that we just have or that we don't have scott faith requires work yeah
0: we can't even just will it we can't just will no, ourselves it, to have no. faith. I mean, there's a step. I mean, it's important that we do have the willingness and that we do want to and, that, and all that, but it definitely requires work.
1: You know, I, I've heard, I've lived long enough to hear this from several different individuals who have uh, said uh, to me or to others, um, and I, I'm not any great example or, of this, but I wish I had your faith. Yeah. I wish I had their faith. I wish I had that kind of faith. I, I always think about that, and I always think, oh man, that, that's so weak.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> do,
1: do, do, do we have any idea of what it took Jesus Christ yeah. to have the faith that he had in his Father? Do we have any idea of the work the intensity of effort.
0: The price paid.
1: The intentional uh, choices and the motivation it took, uh, the, the, his desires and his humility and his love and all that was required for Jesus Christ to be able to pray in Gethsemane, nevertheless not as I will, but as thou wilt. Right. Thy will be done," he prayed. Um, do we have any? Think of that as the ultimate example of the level of faith that we must all all come to in our lives. As and and I think uh, again of Elder Bednar's example of the young man who he calls John in his uh, great uh, talk. Uh, I think it was a worldwide young adult devotional. When he describes this young man, just home from his mission, this, this good uh, man living a righteous life, married for only a few weeks, and he's diagnosed with, uh, with cancer, and, and it's pretty bleak. I think there's like a 70% chance of this being terminal. And uh, he, he's, he's going to give the young man a blessing, and, and then he asks him the question, Before I give you this blessing, I have to ask you, do you have the faith not to be healed? In other words, do you have the faith to accept or do the will of God according to his will and not your own? Like Nephi in Third Nephi in Helaman, Nephi the third in Helaman. Do we have that faith where anything that we ask will be according to the will of God? And how do we how do we obtain that, Scott? I think it's described in Doctrine and Covenants section 46 on the gifts of the Spirit where we're told that we should pray according to the Spirit and that the Spirit will give us utterance and the Spirit will teach us what we should pray for. Uh... I I don't know, you've probably had this experience as well. I know many of our listeners probably have too. Where in your prayers, you're told what to pray for. When we can reach that level of uh, the power of prayer in our life where God, through His Spirit, teaches us what we should pray for, we'll know that we are not asking according to our will, but we are asking according to His will.
0: Which takes us to the third point of uh, what we talked about, the, uh, what the lectures on faith talk about, right? Which yeah. is the final point, which is to have our will swallowed up by Him. Yeah. And that is an example of when we can see that happening actually in our lives. And you know, and again, that to, to have our will and His will aligned requires all of the other things that we've talked about thus far.
1: Well, we didn't get as far as we wanted to today in speaking really about the, f- uh, the difference, maybe, between faith in Jesus Christ and faith in the name of Jesus Christ. And I invite our listeners to pay closer attention as they read their scriptures to how many times in the scriptures it talks about faith in the name. What is the difference? I, I just pose this as a question to ponder in preparation for maybe our discussion on this, what is the difference between faith in Jesus Christ and faith in the name of Jesus Christ? And uh, maybe, maybe next week for sure, we need to we need to help uh, try to understand that together
0: and discuss that. We'll address that right up front next week, uh, and what that does is that guarantees one more podcast. <laughs> <laughs> at least at some point. Uh, do you have any final thoughts, Dave?
1: No, I, I enjoy being with you, Scott, very much. I always always uh, delight in our uh, relationship and in what we learn uh, from one another. I'm grateful for our listeners and for what they share with us in their emails and the communications we've received from, from many of them. And I'm grateful for this opportunity, you know, to testify of these things, to share these things, and to learn, to learn for myself these things. Um, You know, Marion G. Romney and others used to always say, I know when I'm feeling the Spirit, or I know when I'm feeling the Holy Ghost because I learned something new. I enjoy uh, these discussions and uh, interactions with you and our listeners, Scott, because I continue to learn new things and i'm continuing to learn and grateful to that this that i feel the spirit when that uh, happens
0: yeah thanks dave so the three things that we're hoping that uh, we can accomplish in in terms of takeaways today and maybe add application figure out where the application is in our own lives as we assess our level of faith as we assess our own as personal inventory Uh, this is a personal endeavor this is something between ourselves as individuals and our heavenly father and again if we pray to uh, know what to pray for in this regard in this vein i believe that our answers will come but number one is uh, it's important that we have a belief in him Uh, at least a level of belief even a little tiny level of belief that god lives uh, and all these other things uh, that is a good start. And then second, uh, we need to come to know Him. We uh, focus and talk about coming to know Him, I believe, in literally every time we come together. It's that important. And, and as is this next uh, kind of apex or culminating point, which is to eventually and uh, degree by degree and line up on line, it's maybe not a one-time event, but a process to see our will enveloped. And, and swallowed up by the will of our Heavenly Father. It's our prayer that uh, you have felt the Spirit today. It's our f- prayer that uh, there have come to your thoughts in your minds, things in your lives, things in each of our lives that could be better, that could be more closely aligned with our Heavenly Father's will and our promise, and our testif- and we testify that this is true, that as we do so, Our confidence in his presence and in the presence of others will increase, that as we feel his love for us, our hope will spring more eternal and will be grounded and founded upon the important things, uh, the only important things of this life and throughout eternity thanks for being with us today it's been our absolute it's been our absolute pleasure to once again talk about these most important things and we look forward to continuing this conversation again next week until then god bless and may you know that he loves you and that he is alive and well in your lives Uh, let us let him in is our prayer thanks again we'll see you next week